Welcome back to Dinger for Three, everybody. I'm Chris Scott, alongside my co-host, Emmanuel Bobawade, who's basically a co-host at this point. Normally isn't, but I'm going to say co-host because where is Michael Bernardo? Got the Pires. Here's Michael Carballera. Where's everyone? I don't know. But it's me and you today, dude. Let's talk sports. Um, the first thing we have to get into, Los Angeles Lakers. They won the NBA title. It's over. They did it. We knew it was going to happen. We knew heading in that, yeah, Anthony Davis, LeBron James are going to win it. They're going to do it for Kobe. Any surprises this postseason? Um, I mean, the, the surprise was the fact that we had an actual NBA season and everything went off without a hitch. Minus a few hiccups with the, the rooms and food, but like, shout out to the NBA for actually getting it done doing a whole season, doing a playoffs, you know? And the, play, and the games were good. It was fun. Good times. And now LeBron James, he's now won a world title for a franchise, a third different franchise. Did it with Miami. Did it with Cleveland. Now he's done it with Los Angeles. He's done it for the East. He's done it for the Central. And now he's done it for the West. The man travels across the U.S. and wins titles. Say what you want about him. Yeah, he usually has his super teams. He can't necessarily get it done on his own. He's tried. He's put in the effort. But you know what? He's still a phenomenal player. He could play every single position. And he did it for the Lakers. He got it done. He won it. He won it all. But it's not that big of a surprise. We knew the Lakers team compared to everyone else was just light years ahead. We thought the Houston Rockets can make a move. Now that they had Russell Westbrook and James Harden. But that didn't work out because it turns out you do need to play a little defense in the NBA. It is still an important factor to play some defense. Anthony Davis brought that to the table for the Lakers. The dude is a center power forward hybrid. He's great. He's a fantastic baller and he's working with LeBron James. It's a great tandem to have. Now, I wonder how long these two are going to be together. That's the next question. Probably for a while. They're not going anywhere. Now, in regards to the other teams there, I mean, one of the things that I was the most surprised from this NBA postseason was the Milwaukee Bucks. And how the hell did the Miami Heat make it this far? I, I wouldn't expect that to happen, but I, I guess the competition in the East, we, we've known the competition in the East is shaky. The Bucks blew it. What are you going to do? The Heat make it all the way. And man, it is what it is. Lakers win. Now, are the Lakers the favorite to win next year as well? Yeah, they're going to be here forever. They're, I mean, those two superstars, there's not much they can do. They, they can, they're they're going to be around for a while. They're pretty much. Be. So, yeah, I mean, that pretty much concludes the NBA talk. Now, the NBA season returns. Normally, it's supposed to return in November. And usually you have those preseason games in October. But from what I understand, I believe the NBA will be returning for the next season, I think in December. Let's take a look here. I'm, gonna, I'm opening up a uh, site right now because I'm, I'm actually curious about this. Uh, looks like, okay, October 16th, November 16th, teams can begin to conduct in-person interviews with draft prospects. November 18th is the NBA draft. Opening night is, it looks like, still to be determined. 
Uh, the dates for the upcoming season are still fluid, although executive director of the MBPA, Michelle Roberts, or unless it's Michael Roberts, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, looks like Michelle, recently said the latter part of January, February are ideal times for the 2021 season to start. Okay, so January or February, we may not get basketball till the new year, which I guess makes sense. We just had the finals. It just finished up. It's going to be a fast, fast NBA free agency. I would imagine it's not going to be that active. There's not that much time in between. And people, you got to think that these players, they may not want to really move around that much. Right? Wouldn't that make the most sense? It would. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's another thing, like going forward, that I'm curious about. We're so used to these big time free agents that make a lot of money and are obviously very viable assets to any team. We're so used to them going to like the Hollywoods, the Los Angeles, the New Yorks, the Chicago's, the big, big, big cities. But with the implications of the coronavirus affecting these cities, are we going to see a transfer in value of the cities that these players go to? Are we going to see these small market teams transform into more attractive places for players to go? Or is everyone just going to go to Texas? Like, I feel like everyone's going to Texas or Utah. Gotta, gotta love those no taxes. <laughs> like, and I mean, they're not, apparently it's not as bad as it is in Los Angeles and New York. We're used to them going there. Florida too. Florida's an outbreak, but people are still going to go. Florida, Florida is a godless state. And everything bad is coming out of Florida. But those income yeah. taxes. But like the, the Miami Dolphins are having their stadium at full capacity. I've seen enough college football games, <laughs> enough things to know that like, people are not wearing masks. And this is, we're trapped. We're, we're never getting out of this. And like the South does not care. Well, it's very likely the South, the Southeast mainly, uh, may be the only people watching this year's World Series. You got the Tampa Bay Rays have a 3-0 series lead against the Houston Astros. And I, I got to be honest, even though the Rays owned the Yankees all season long and they beat the Yankees in a, a very competitive game five where Garrett Cole did everything we asked for him to do, pitching on three days rest. I'm actually happy the Rays are beating up the Astros because no one likes the Astros. Are you guys still heard about that whole fine thing not only am i but heard about it a majority of baseball fans are but heard about it and they hate carlos correa and they hate these guys the fact that they got this far this year after having a sucky regular season is so annoying but to see them get swept by the tampa bay rays who have one of the lowest budgets in all of baseball it's fantastic because the rays have strategy. They bring something new to the table. They got a bunch of young guys that no one knows how to pitch to that can hit. And they got a bunch of guys in the bullpen. It's like, it's like you ever play a video game where you create a player. Mm. It's like they're constantly creating players and that's what they're putting out there. And when they come in, you look at their stats. They're like, Whoa, this guy's got incredible numbers. Where did he come from? I don't know who this is. Their number three batter, their best hitter, a Rosarina. I had no idea who he was. Not a clue. Apparently, they traded for him from the St. Louis Cardinals. But they got this guy. He's their number three hitter. He batted over 500. 
against the Yankees in the playoffs. Ridiculous. But the Rays are beating up on the Astros, and that's a fantastic thing. And your Los Angeles Dodgers, who were undefeated heading into the championship series against the Atlanta Braves, are down 0-2. So we may have a Tampa Bay Rays, which represents the state of Florida. Garbage. Against the Atlanta Braves, which represents the state of Georgia. Both both states that have high COVID rates. And a battle of the Southeast. Just more reasons for COVID. I gotta tell you, maybe Trump will do a campaign rally. But you know what? The games are in uh the games are in St. Louis. Oh my god. So you kind of can't. Imagine like every every game was a campaign rally that be it began with a campaign rally. It's like we're gonna play some baseball. Because baseball is great and I'm great. And they do it, but that, that's not going to happen. I think, we're, I think we're really robbed of an opportunity there, but whatever. Small victories. Dodgers still, could still come back, uh, but the Braves are a good team. We knew they were a good team. They're a balanced team. But no one thought, be, no one thought they would be better than the Dodgers. Uh, well, <laughs> here's some good news for you, Emmanuel. Uh, game three just started. It's the first inning. Uh, the Braves have not batted yet. I believe the game started at six. It is six nothing Los Angeles. The Braves mm-hmm. have not even bat yet. They're down six nothing. I mean, knowing the Dodgers, this this game can end with like a nineteen to to eighteen loss. Trying to see here. I think, uh, let's see, who started? Uh, Wright. Julio Arias uh, looks like he started for the Dodgers, and Kyle Wright started for the Braves. Yeah, not not looking too good right now for Atlanta. Trying to get that 3-0 series lead. Okay, so maybe we're going to have a series. Maybe Los Angeles is going to uh, you know pick this up. Coming into this game, the Dodgers were the betting favorite. Um, so, okay, we don't know yet. But the next time we speak, we're going to have a World Series. We don't know who the two teams are going to be. It's likely going to be Atlanta, Tampa Bay, but it could be Los Angeles and Tampa Bay. And the interesting thing about that, Emmanuel, I don't know if you know this, but the Rays, their former GM is now the GM for the Dodgers. Gasp. Gasp. The plot, it thickens. So that would be an interesting thing to see. I mean, the the, the Dodgers uh, general manager, I got to find his name real quick. I think it's uh, Anthony Friedman. I want to say his name is. I mean, see, this is what happens when you're, lo- you're a low-budget podcast without interns. Ruel was the intern. Yeah. We miss you, Ruel. Is his name Anthony Friedman? Okay. Um, Andrew Friedman. Andrew Freeman, currently the president of baseball operations of the Los Angeles Dodgers Major League Baseball. Uh, he won the executive of the year in 2008. He was a general manager for the 2008 Rays. The 2008 Rays, they made the World Series for the first time in franchise history. Uh, they went up against the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies did end up winning, but that made Andrew Friedman a must-add executive, and the Dodgers uh, ended up scooping him up. Um, I got to see. They got him in 2014. 2014, they picked him up. And what has he done that? What has he, what has Andrew Friedman done for the Los Angeles Dodgers since leaving the race? Oh, not much. He's just gone to the World Series a couple times in a row. And he's on the verge potentially of going again. And he's going to have the face of the Tampa Bay Rays. So 
this is just this is this sport is Andrew Friedman's world, and we're just watching. No, well, just living in it. Good for him. That's it. That's all it is. All right, we got uh, we got eight thirty two. Uh, I want to talk briefly. Oh, eight nothing. By the way, it is now eight to nothing. There's two outs in the inning. <clears throat> want to talk? We're, we're gonna, no mercy rule, right? There's no mercy rule. No mercy rule. It is eight nothing in the first. And the hilarious thing about this is there's no off days in between. So if the Braves burn through their bullpen just to get out of this mess, they're going to be shell shocked for the next couple of games, and that's not going to be fun. So we'll we'll well, I'll be paying attention to that. I want to talk about what the uh, New York Yankees and New York Mets should focus on this offseason real briefly. The Mets will likely add Steve Cohen as their new owner. He's got a lot of money. He's going to be spending. JT Real Muto, he's a catcher from the Phillies. Uh, he will be a free agent. He's a he's the best catcher in baseball. He's a great hitter. He's a great game caller. He's a great fielder. He's the best catcher in baseball, 100%. Um, the Mets could get him. They have Wilson Ramos, who's not that mobile, who's very limited, and the only thing he really brings to the table, I guess, is offense, but... Um, I think uh, Steve Cohen could make this team a contender, but it's all going to come down to how the free agent market plays during coronavirus. We haven't seen this before. We're not really sure how it's going to play out because last year, the coronavirus hit the States in March. That's when spring training starts. So everyone was pretty much on their team. Mm. But this year, uh, it's not going away. We're, we're, we're going to have this for, a good amount of time. So I'm, I'm very interested to see where these players go. Are they going to be moving out of big cities? Are they going to go into smaller cities? And that impacts the Yankees because the, the Yankees are known for bringing in big time free agents, but they're from New York and people are getting out of New York. They're not going to New York. They want to get out. The wealthiest people are leaving. Bringing a baseball player, he's going to be a multimillionaire. He's going to make $15, 17000000 million a year if he's a good veteran. DJ LeMayu is a guy the Yankees are going to try to bring back a better. He's going to be a free agent. Tanaka's going to be gone. I can't imagine them bringing him back. James Paxton's going to be gone. Can't imagine them getting him back. You're going to have Trevor Bauer out there who's going to command $30 million a year. You already have Garrett Cole. You're going to have Trevor Bauer now making a lot of money. Will that happen? And what the hell do you do with Gary Sanchez? The guy batted 140 something. The guy had a comeback season last year and he batted 230. That's not good. That's below average. He's not that good of a hitter. He's got power. That's it. Oh, but he's got an arm. Yeah, but he's he cannot play the position. He's a catcher that can't catch. And he strikes out. He swings at curveballs that don't reach the plate. That's you got to do something with him. That's kind of counterintuitive if you can't do the job that's required of you. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But the hilarious thing is that the general manager believes that having a catcher that can hit 30 home runs in a season when healthy is that big of a game changer. What he fails to realize is Players nowadays, an average player is hitting 25 home runs. You can find power pretty easily. Power is no longer that big of a game changer. The Yankees have invested in power over the last several years. 
okay, they've broken home run records. How many championships have they won? How many times have they gone to the World Series? They haven't won a World Series since 2009. That, I mean, is, that, is, against, that is against Yankee law. It's been over a decade. I mean, for, for a normal team, that, that's, that's fine. But, you know, you Yankee people. Yes, we Yankee people. I will accept not going to the World Series a season after winning a World Series. I'll accept it. It's like, okay, you could take a break. You could take a break. You want a championship. I want a dynasty. The only time you're allowed to miss the World Series is the season after winning a World Series. I'll give you a break. But 11 years? And Brian Cashman is still the guy? And you got the Rays who have like, what, a $50 million budget? Brian Cashman has a $230 million budget. The Rays are going to go to the World Series. The Rays are going to beat the Astros. They're going to sweep the Astros and the New York Yankees with a $230 million budget. You can't get past the Rays. We've got a $50 million budget. Something's wrong here. Something's wrong. And I'm frustrated. And I'm going to be frustrated all offseason. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. Um, Emmanuel, let me ask you a question. Are the Kansas City Chiefs, who just lost to the Las Vegas Raiders, are the Chiefs still the best team in football? Yes. Okay. NFL.com disagrees with you. They say that the Green Bay Packers are the best team in football. Yeah, okay. Aaron Rodgers is playing great football. Why are you right and why are they wrong? Look who Aaron Rodgers has played and look who the Chiefs has played. And if you think about it, the Raiders always... The Raiders have always played the Chiefs rather well. And now the Raiders are actually becoming a decent team with decent players and like doing stuff. So I'm not surprised that the Chiefs lost after losing, after playing on a Monday. So. By the way, they the, haven't the, lost a game since last November. The, the Raiders needed that win more, way more right. than the Chiefs did. So. Yeah, I was trying to get Raider Ron on the podcast, but he's upstairs talking. I mean, this would have been a perfect time for him to jump in. But he's doing his thing upstairs. Maybe next time. You would think that he'd be all about it. But, you know, he's he's doing his thing. Maybe uh, maybe next time we'll have him go on. I mean, it's not every week where the Raiders can beat the Chiefs. The Raiders are definitely working towards making that a thing. And, like, if anything, that's great. If the division rival, again, they've always played the Chiefs. Pretty well. I mean, if you saw last year when uh, fucking Justin Cook was out there catching balls left and right on them, like, and now they have a running back to defuse Mahomes for getting on the field, it's just a perfect scenario. Yeah. But one thing to point out about the Packers, and I do understand the point about look who they've played. The Packers, a principle in football is that the really good teams do really well against bad teams. That happens time out every time. They don't do bad against bad teams. They do really well against bad teams. And what have the Packers done? They made NFL history. They scored 150 points without a turnover in the first four games of the season. Think about that. Think about how many turnovers you see in football. You see at least, you see every team make at least one per game. Even against bad teams. Like even the winless Detroit Lions can cause a turnover. But 150 points, no turnovers in your first four games. That's not just because you're playing bad teams. That's because you're playing good football. Oh, man. The Falcons aren't a real team. 
That's true. That's very true. The Falcons defense is is a flag football defense. I'll give you that. What else have they played? Uh, let me take a look. Because I feel, I feel like I, I feel a lot of Big 12 defenses coming up. <laughs> Just Cardinals, 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 Cardinals. Yeah. All right, let's take a look here. So they have played. They beat the Vikings 43 to 34 in a shootout. We, okay, fair. They beat the Lions 42 to 21. Not, not a real team. They beat the Saints 37 to 30, who we're seeing the Saints, their defense is Ungats. Mm-hmm. Uh, their offense is also shaky. You know, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees is definitely showing his age. And then they beat the Falcons 30 to 16. So that's what they played. They played the Packers. They played the Falcons, the Saints, the Lions, the Vikings. Who else are they going to play this year? I'm glad you asked. They're going to be playing the Buccaneers coming up. Are the Buccaneers a real team? I mean, they have the makings of some baby. <laughs> they got they got some names. I mean, they, they I, it's gonna it's gonna be great if Chris Godwin can come back. He's on my fantasy team. I could really use him. Um, Houston Texans. They play after that. Then they play the Vikings, 49ers, Jaguars, Colts, Bears, Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Titans. Titans is a good game. And then Bears again. And the Bears are a good team. The two matchups against the Bears are going to be key towards the end of the season. Uh, I could see a situation where the Packers get the number one seed in the NFC. I, I see that being very, very, very possible. Uh, do you agree with me there? Yeah, that's fair. I think, I think they'll get the number one seed, but let's not forget about the Bears who are keeping up. The Bears right now are four and one. Packers are four and out. Um, now the Bears, they play the they play the Titans, right? Yes. And that was a competitive game, I believe. Let me wait. Let me double check that real quick. Oh, the Bears are playing the Titans. They're playing. They're playing the Titans November eighth. But did they they, just, didn't they just play? No, the Titans just played um, Buffalo. Okay, who did the Bears lose to? <clears throat> who did they lose to? Um, um well, yeah. take a look. So what happens when you don't have an intern? You have to look it up yourself. You know. Like animals, animals, just DIY, do it your own. Okay. They lost. They almost lost to the giants, which would have been hilarious. Oh, that's right. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the best defense in football. It's too bad. We have Phillip rivers as our quarterback. We could have been a decent team. I'd rather Jacoby Brissett behind center. Is Jacoby on the team? Jacoby's on the team. Jacoby's on the team and he has two more years in his contract. They gave me an extension last year. They they did him so dirty. How do, you, how do you how do you do that? How do you be like, yeah, Jacoby, we're gonna give you a contract extension, but by the way, you're not starting next year. Like, ouch, right? I mean, they beat the Buccaneers by one, and now the bear the Bears are playing Panthers, Rams, Saints, Titans, oof, Vikings, Pack. Oh boy, uh, I think the Bears got a rough one ahead of them. Yeah, I think the Packers win. But let's let's go back to the power rankings real quick. So I'm going to go. Um, I'll give you the top five. And if you disagree with something, you let me know. Packers, Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Titans. That's the top five. Perfectly fine with that. Okay. All right, let's go with the next five. Seahawks at six. They're five and oh. Bills at four and one. Rams at eight, four and one. The Cleveland Browns at nine, four and one. And then the New Orleans Saints at three and two at 10. 
Honestly, I'm going to have to be fine with that. Okay. The next five, we got the New England Patriots at 11. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 12. Las Vegas Raiders at 13. Carolina Panthers at 14. And the Arizona Cardinals at 15. I'd say move the Raiders up. Is there is the most surprising team in that group is the Panthers. The fact that the Panthers are three and two. Like, I don't even like I don't remember watching a Panthers game. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know if they're good or bad or just they, they don't have McCaffrey. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater's doing very well. Are they just a team? Are they just a group of guys? Well, uh I mean no Christian McCaffrey. They don't have their best player, yet they're winning. I don't know how this works. You know, <laughs> um, Mike Davis is doing very well. Isn't isn't Mike Davis the running back? Yes. So Mike Davis is doing well. Mm-hmm. And I guess what happens when McCaffrey comes back? Does McCaffrey no longer become the bell cow? I mean, I think they're probably going to definitely take some time off of him. You know, like you don't got to do everything now. I think you. I it, why. Yeah, bring down that usage yeah. of Christian McCaffrey and have him ready to go. Because, you have a because you, and Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson is playing out of his mind. Oh, Robbie Anderson, fuck that guy. <laughs> what is going on with Robbie Anderson? He leaves the Jets. And what's he done? I'll tell you what he's done. I'll tell you exactly what he's done. He, okay, week one. Six receptions, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Averaging 19 yards per catch. Had a 75-yard catch. That's wide receiver one action. Next week, plays the Buccaneers. Nine receptions, 109 yards. Did fumble the ball, but had a 39-yard catch. Against the Chargers, on an off day, he still had five receptions and 55 yards. And then against the Cardinals, the Big 12 defense Cardinals, uh, eight receptions, 99 yards. Robbie Anderson, Mike Davis, Teddy Bridgewater. That's your answer. Football's weird, man. Sometimes football's just weird. Now, how about this? The Chicago Bears, who are four and one, are at 16. I think the Bears are really good. Trash team. Yeah. Nah, they, they, don't, they don't got their quarterback situation figured out. That's true. That's true. So Bears at 16, Chargers at 17, the Colts at 18, the Vikings at 19, and the Dolphins at 20. I mean, at, at, at a certain point, do you, do you even care about those teams? I, I'm trying to figure out how in the world the Chargers are at 17 and they're one in four. Because they lose, they lose one possession games too often, and that's their problem. That, like they should be better than their record says, but they lose one possession games. But the most important stat is wins and losses, right? Yeah, but in their case, in their, in their very particular case, and how they lose it. If a team loses by one possession every game, are they the worst team in football? Nah, because I rather I rather them be close than have the Falcons who. Give up collapses because you can fix you can fix one possession stuff. That's what's gaming. But like, how is it that the Colts are behind the Chargers? They're three and two, and they're behind the Bears, who they beat. How does that work? 
How are the how are the Vikings one and four at nineteen, and the Chargers one and four at seventeen, and the Colts are three and two at eighteen? How does that work? I don't get it. I mean, I get Philip Rivers is not good, but he beat the Bears. What have the Chargers done? Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the, the Chargers schedule. Who have they lost to? Chargers schedule. Because I know they didn't have a schedule like the Texans. The Texans have had a rough road. Okay, Chargers. They beat the Bengals 16-13. Remember what I said about good teams beating bad teams? Are the Bengals a bad team? The Bengals are a bad team. Do the Chargers blow out the Bengals? No. They won by a field goal. That's what happens when two bad teams play each other. Just saying. Chiefs Chargers. Chiefs Chargers. You have 23 to 20. They won. Chiefs won. Chargers lost. Panthers Chargers. Panthers win 21 16. Panthers are a good team. Chargers lose again. Buccaneers beat them 38 31. And the Saints beat them 30 to 27. The Chargers are just not a good team. They put up numbers, but they can't get it done. Sorry. Can't do it. Emmanuel had to jump off. He has baby duty. That's okay with me. I mean, I love when my uh, my goddaughter's here. So we're going to wrap up the show. We're going to finish off the rankings, give you my thoughts, and then we're going to close it out. All right. Uh, at you know, The Dolphins at 20. That's an interesting team. 49ers are 21. High expectations for them this year, especially going after the Super Bowl, but way too many in- injuries. They don't seem intact. They lost 43 to 17. Oh, boy. Troubling setback for the Niners in week five. Dolphins came to Levi Stadium and blew the doors off the home team in a 43 17 shellacking. You got beat by the Dolphins. You belong in the bottom 20. How about this? The Dallas Cowboys. Two and three, ranked 22. No more Dak Prescott. It's all going downhill for Dallas. Philadelphia Eagles at 23. They're one, three, and one. And I just want to point out that the Dallas Cowboys, who everything's going downhill for them, they are one and three. They're a game. They're what? A, um, <clears throat> the Eagles are one, two, and one. That's the leader of the NFC East. The Washington football team is one and three. The Cowboys are one and three. And the miserable New York Giants are all one four. That's the state of the NFC East. They are not that great. Um, At 24, the Houston Texans, who have had a very challenging schedule. They actually had them ranked 29 last week. They're now 24. They have a one and four record. Detroit Lions at 25, one and three. Cincinnati Bengals, one, three, one, 26. Broncos at 27. I think the Broncos are one of the worst teams of football. I think the Jaguars can beat them, but the Jaguars ranked 28th. The Atlanta Falcons are 29th, 0-5. The Washington football team, who I think is better than the Falcons, are 1-4. New York Giants are 0-5. And the only team that could possibly beat them is the New York Jets, who are 0-5. The Jets are 32. The Giants are 31. And that's the state of football right now. We're going to keep on following this week by week. Next week, when we get back, uh, we will have the World Series matchup. Hopefully, we'll have Mike Bernardo, Mike Carbolera, and the usual gang on the show with Emmanuel. We appreciate you guys uh, listening to the show. We'll continue to put out content. Um, you know, we, we, we just do this for fun. 
And if you have any comments, you want to talk to us, feel free to message us. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Dinger for three. Those of you who personally know me, you can text me. If you want to be on the show, you can be on the show. Just let me know. It's pretty simple. But, uh, yeah, always have fun talking sports. It's just a little bit better when I'm doing it with other people. So uh, I'm not going to waste any more time. For Manuel Bobawati, this is Dinger for three. I'm Chris Scott, and we are out of here.